And good afternoon. Welcome to today's update program here on Double K Country. I'm Mike Harbin. Thanks for joining us. Time once again to get some information from some uh, uh, areas of need, especially in this uh, certainly a different time we're going through here uh, around the around the country. And uh, we'll get a chance to uh, talk about maybe how some things are being affected with the COVID-19 outbreak. And today we're going to kind of center on the agriculture world and help us do that as field specialist in agri- agronomy, uh, Pat Miller at the University of Missouri Extension Center here in Vernon County. Pat, how are you today? Very good. Good. I appreciate you joining us today. We're going to, uh, you know, in all the discussions about uh, COVID-19 and maybe a lot of things, maybe people don't think about agriculture and how that affects that. You think about the urban areas and residential areas, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that maybe COVID-19 does affect in the world of agriculture. So uh, talk a little bit about that and uh, why are farms and ranches at such a unique risk with this COVID-19? Well, the peak of this is coming at the time of peak planting season for the row crop farmers and for the livestock producers. You know, they're needing to be out there putting fertilizer on their pastures and other things they need to do out there. And, you know, we've been so wet. And so we're just got a couple of days, the last few days, and then we'll get a rain. And, you know, it they're already behind, way behind, especially on getting ready for this season, and then this is going to slow things down some. And they certainly are and do have connections to the community community that they have to deal with. And I guess you're going to help uh, talk about some maybe some uh, areas of maybe that will help along the way. Talk about uh, shared equipment. How would that work? Well, a lot of producers on their farms, they have maybe a number of employees. They may be family members. They may be people from outside the community. So, you know, you send this person out on this tractor and they come back and they do something else and somebody else gets in that tractor. So they're sharing equipment and sharing it among the family, sharing it with off-family, uh, off out-family employees. And so they may need to think about sanitizing the steering wheel and things, the door handles and such on the equipment because... Normally, we don't think about this, especially in the ag world, but, uh, you know, you can think you're isolated out there and maybe have a false sense of safety when whoever those people go out and be in contact with, you know, and you could have somebody coming in that's been connect, uh, that's been infected and not showing any symptoms. So they have to think that through, and they don't want to get left shorthanded this time of year because somebody is sick. Yeah, I'm guessing you know when they go out into the fields, the, the, probably one of the last things they're thinking about are taking sanitizing wipes or, or hand sanitizer with them. <laughs> but that's something that's you have to do now, right? That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the farmers are certainly accustomed to uh, the face-to-face uh, communication. Uh, so, uh, how is that being affected? Well, a lot of the ag retailers that supply the producers are making changes, and their companies are. I really happy with what things they are doing, not letting you come into the retail store, doing things by cell phone or by email or text. And so I know some of the local ones you pull up and you call and tell them what you need and they put it in your vehicle and they charge it to your account or put it on your credit card and doing things on their end to reduce that contact. But we also have all rag retailers that are going to be out coming to the farm, delivering seed, delivering fertilizer, maybe working on equipment 
and you have to think through what kind of contact are you getting with those folks. And probably, and even uh, even yourself, uh, obviously, uh, obviously you're still working, but uh, uh, but you don't have, but they don't have office access. So uh, I assume that uh, your your phone number is pretty well known, then, right? Yeah, a lot of farmers have my cell phone number. I know my husband and I have <laughs> joked about it, uh, that quite a few of them call. And they have always been very respectful of not calling late at night or early in the morning. And uh, they have my cell phone and know we're here. And we can always, if I don't know the answer, I can call somebody at campus and get them an answer. Let's talk about uh, and, and there you call knowing what works and what are some of the best ways to to protect uh, the farm and the family in regards to on farm and off farm contacts. Well, they need to think about when they get shipment delivered to the farm. Can that just sit there for a few days? You know, putting things in the sun might help kill off the virus. They can have uh, wipes, like we mentioned. But one of the things with that is the hand sanitizer does not work well on dirty, greasy hands. So you can't just say, well, I'm going to throw some sanitizer in the tractor or in the pickup cab and use that. Because so, if your hands are dirty and greasy, you really need to get those washed with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. I know when we work with children, we talk about singing something. So, you know, figure out some chorus or some song or, or something you want to quote or sing for 20 seconds and then I'll make sure you're doing it as long as you need to. There's a there's certainly the area of the, the multi-generational farms where you have a lot of family members working working on a working on a single farm uh, or their agricultural operation. Uh, now they may think obviously they feel comfortable around each other but how do they go about making sure they're protected? Well you might want to think about especially with the older generation of farmers you know, if you've got kids and grandkids coming in contact with them, kids and grand, the kids and grandkids may be less likely to show symptoms even if they were positive for the COVID-19. So if they can limit that contact, keep the social distancing six feet, and, you know, not have them right there in the cab or the truck with you when you don't need to. Well, when it's coming that time, obviously we have more daylight now, and it's going to get uh, longer every day uh, as we go towards uh, deeper into spring. And but as you said, you got to deal with weather as well. So uh, when they can work, they they work long hours. Uh, so does that uh, create safety concerns, especially uh, with with the t- with the day and age we're talking about right now? Right, yeah, and, and that's always an issue. When you're tired, you're more likely to take shortcuts that aren't safe and think I can do this and it'll be okay. Well, it's also a matter of, okay, I may get my hand cut. Maybe that wouldn't be a big a deal, but, you know, if I had to go to the emergency room to do that. But you'd rather not have to go to the emergency room or the hospital or the doctor at these times if you don't have to. So be sure and get some rest and don't take risks and uh, avoid having to go in where you might get some uh, contact with people. How important is it uh, for farmers uh, uh, today to have a contingency plan in place just in case? Well, it's always important because somebody could have a heart attack or something be in the hospital, and you want things to be able to continue there at the farm. And so they need to take those legal steps, uh, visit with their lawyer, have those kind of plans where somebody else can sign things, can uh, access the things that are needed 
and uh, have that ahead of time. You know, we can think now you might end up in the hospital with COVID-19, but it could be other things too. So that's a good reminder all the time. And uh, finally, uh, I'm sure uh, MU Extension's uh, website is, uh, is constantly updated. Uh, I took a peek at it uh, before we went on the air today. Uh, what are some of the th- uh, resources available on the MU Extension website that uh, farmers and others may want to check out? Well, we'll have this information, and we have some uh, infographics and some uh, posters that are coming out. So, you know, besides the row crop and livestock producers, we're also gathering some information for the commercial produce growers and things about farmers markets and staying safe at farmers markets and some things the market managers and vendors can do, plus things that the people who are coming to the market can do. So we have all those things. We're working hard and fast and got lots of committees going and lots of Zoom calls trying to get some of this stuff rolled out. All right, very good. And uh, uh, still, I know we're still early in spring, but uh, with, uh, as you said, it seems like with uh, every other day uh, rain and things like that, do you have a sense on how things are going so far for the for the area producers? Well, a little bit of field work has gotten done uh, recently between rains. And, of course, uh, you can look at the forecast, and every few days there's another rain. Thankfully, we haven't had any big two, three, four-inch rains lately. They've been little small rains and lots of wind that have dried that out quicker. So that is helping. So hopefully we'll get some things done here in between the rains. All right, good. Very good information today when we're talking about COVID-19 and the world of agriculture, plus other areas as well as we get into spring and certainly that planting season. We're talking to agronomy field specialist Pat Miller with the University of Missouri Extension. Pat, as always, thank you for the time, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks for the time. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Mike Harbett. That's today's update program here on Double K Country.